the national champion is clad in Get big on. orange. Alabama does it. National championship number 18. 13 in all. Absolute perfection. 20-10. It's the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. A visit with Drake Holly and friends talking about the magical world of sports in Middle Tennessee. And good afternoon and welcome into the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake, joined in the studio by Coach Mike, who's running our boards for us. And uh, it's Manic Monday, and go Oilers. I mean, uh, Titans. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go Titans. That, that, that's, that's, go that, that confusion's acceptable you know this what? week. I, I tell you what. You know, we're so close to Halloween, being that Halloween is tomorrow and people like to dress up as a... Uh, who who they, you know, most desire to be sometimes or want to be, you know, people, um, you know, it's, it's, you can go, you can be whoever you want to be on right. Halloween, right? That's, that's the deal. Yeah. Um, and so uh, yesterday, the Titans dressed up like the old Oilers uh, from Houston. And uh, my wife and I actually went to the game. Uh, haven't been to a game in a while and uh, sitting in the lower bowl there on the south end of the stadium. And uh, I'll just tell you, we had a really nice time, great time. Obviously, the uh, the Titans won um, as they beat the Atlanta Falcons 28-23. to um, And I'm not going to lie. You know, I, I knew that Will Levis was starting. Initially, Vrabel had said that he was going to uh, alternate quarterbacks. And, and I well, at least he said that was a real, very real possibility. Well, I, I honestly, I I kind of had my doubts simply because coach professional coaches just don't like well Malik, alternating Malik that Willis much. was in there early in the game and yes. fumbled. Yeah. So uh, you know. I'm just saying uh, both quarterbacks and then after after the fumble incident and and the ball wasn't recovered as quickly or pounced on quite like Vrabel felt it should be once it hit the ground uh Mr. Willis uh was on the bench uh, and for the rest of the game um Will Levis who came in and took over the offense and uh, played admirably um, and took the Titans to victory. Admirably, I would say that's that's a pretty good understatement okay. for this for I a mean, rook, for a rookie debut and, yeah. and, and stuff. He he played extremely well, yeah. and, and I think that was part of. I don't think Malik necessarily got benched for the whole game because of that one fumble. I think it was one of those things that okay, Levis comes in for his quote unquote his turn and marches him right down the field and, and coaches tend to go with hot hand. Right. Levis is hot right now. So Let's why? stay with him. And he stayed hot. Yeah. And uh why derail that why derail that train yeah. if it's you know if it's running smoothly uh, down the track, carrying the load, pulling the load with him. Now he had some help from veteran players, obviously. Uh but that's, but that's what football is. That's part all of the about. team, yeah. yeah. That's, that's part of you taking know? the team and, and uh 
did a did a really good job. Did some things that the Titans have not been able to do over the last few weeks. Uh, mainly the deep ball. He hit you know hit Hopkins on a couple of deep shots that uh, really loosened up the, the the Falcon defense. Sure. And uh, you know, of course, that's that's why four that's, touchdown that's why passes it, will loosen up any defense. That's right. I think he joined uh, one of five players in NFL history. Uh, that uh, on their NFL debut as a starting quarterback, passed for at least four or more touchdowns uh, in their debut. So, and congratulations to him. And his performance put it kind of a paradox on, to me, at least this is my opinion, that, that he put a paradox on Henry. Henry became a lot more effective when the defense had to back off yeah. and protect against those passes. And so he he got his big you know got his bigger yards, bigger runs and, and stuff like that. Yet at the same time, it showed the coaching staff we don't have to have Derek to be productive. That's right. Well, and you, you know, so so he, he was more productive and more relevant. Yet he became less relevant as, <laughs> at the same time. Now, isn't isn't NFL karma um, something to behold? Because it was just a few months ago. Uh, the end of April, the NFL draft, the first round. Mr. Lev is sitting there with his sister and a couple other his girlfriend and a couple other young ladies uh, there on the couch in the green room, waiting uh, waiting to, for his name to be called in the first round. However, he fell further and further and did not get called. Did not get called. The I, cameras, hate, I hate that part of the draft the, where the they do that. Those guys and, <laughs> and the cameras kept showing them with yeah. each 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 player that was called. And, uh, you know, they kept going back to Mr. Levis, to Will Levis, and showing him him on on the TV. Um, So, And 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 it's humiliating. I mean, you know, it's humiliating to him, uh, his family. And so, uh, but the Titans moved up. They trade up and they pick Will Levis at 33rd. At the thirty-third pick, which is still pretty early in the draft, and when you, when you think about all the picks coming into this station the next day, and you and I and station manager Clayton Harris looking at each other and kind of S M Hing, shaking <laughs> or S O Hing, shaking our head. And going, what are the Titans yeah, thinking? Wasn't it really good? We, now, yeah, I can remember saying it one, wasn't the now, best. Now, wasn't let, the, let me could, say this: possibly the best choice they could have made. One battle does not make the war. One no. game does not make him, uh, you know, uh, next step Super Bowl. We don't know that, but it's a good step in the right direction. It gives, and you know what? It might. It, it kind of gives the, the Titan fan base some hope. Does it give? Oh yeah. Do, do you feel it gives there's us a, hope? There's a new excitement in the fan base. Uh, I think there's a new there's a new confidence in the team. Uh, okay. I, I think there's a there there's that. Uh, hey, we now, we've got we've got something here. Maybe okay. we, we we got something we didn't know we had in in a sense. And uh, uh, and like I said, so there's a there's a difference. And like most you know good quarterbacks do. When the quarterback plays well, everybody else plays well around him. Maybe they ought to wear and, those jerseys every game. Maybe they ought to go back to them. Uh, it, it, just it, don't wash them. <laughs> Mike Brable, Mike Brable was quoted as saying after the game, "Not a bad debut. It, he got some great efforts from the receivers." Uh, 
Uh, DeAndre Hopkins really got us up and going. Not only did Will get some good help from veteran players, I thought the opportunities to move the ball were there, and he hit them. Um, and, and and so let's let's let, let's turn the clock back a little bit. Levis barreled onto the NFL's radar earlier this year as a big cannon-armed weirdo out of Kentucky, uh, best known for his social media-friendly gimmicks like eating banana peels and dumping mayonnaise into his coffee. Yeah. <laughs> but his build, his arm, led the starry-eyed draft analysts to fall in love with him, so much so that he had hit a brief stint as the odds-on favorite to go number, number two in the draft overall, Coach. And he fell to number 33, and that's where the Titans picked him up. The Titans felt they couldn't, they couldn't take the chance of passing up on Levis, and so uh, they didn't. Um, but he packed up uh, and left the the headquarters in Kansas City, the draft headquarters, and uh, Tennessee picked him up, like I said, 33rd. Um, the win marked the Titans' first win in 11 attempts against a team with a winning record. Uh, Sunday's game didn't just mark the most points the Titans, that are sitting at three and four, had scored all season. It brought to an end a grim Tennessee run of 23 straight games, scoring fewer than 28 points. Now, I mean, it's too early to, you know, to mark him as the next Joe Montana, Steve Young, Joe Namath, even Steve McNair. Let's not even go that far. No, no, no. It's, again, he's going to have to keep this level of play up for three or four games sure. before before everybody that really kind of jumps on the bandwagon really, really, or should or should jump on I mean, the bandwagon. I think I think fans are excited but before oh, yeah. they before they get really 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 excited. Yeah. I, I feel as though we need to give it give was, Levis some more time and let the team uh kind of find an identity and I think a team's identity offensively um begins with their quarterback. Don't you? Oh, yeah. I, I, I mean, but well, he's this, rough, this tough, one was more of a pleasant surprise because we knew we had a decent player. We didn't know we had one that was capable of doing this. And the question was, was he going to be able to handle the NFL speed and the NFL coverage as well? Okay. He showed, yes, I'm capable. And, now, a, very str- and a very strong, accurate yeah. arm and helps, helps that decision-making oh, yeah. uh, and, and, and ability to play in the NFL out yeah. tremendously. He was decisive in his decision-making this Sunday. And now the question is going to be now that now that there's film on him, and even if he has a good game against Pittsburgh, then they'll have two games. What is he going to do down the road when these defensive coordinators get more and more film on him? Yeah, and they start picking apart what he does and what he doesn't do. Can he adjust his game? Uh, I, I I tend to think that he probably can with good you know with, with with some help with his coaches and stuff like that. But this is eerily not eerily but this is really reminiscent of how Tannehill came on the scene well let me let me you, you have you, you know you had Mariota struggling a little bit getting hurt and having trouble with injuries and Tannehill struggled at Miami and, and, and that's why he was let go from Miami and because so, he was struggling down there but now you got Tannehill you know Tannehill came in for Mariota and a time that the, the team was down and struggling looking for an identity comes in does really well and and carries him for the rest of the season and and, and you've got Levis 
in the same possible positioning in that now Tannehill's the one that's struggling a little bit, pressing a little bit. He's hurt. He's been hurt sure. multiple times and could be struggling. Plus, you got Tannehill sitting here. He's an awfully expensive quarterback right now for oh. what he's producing. And Levis on a rookie I, contract is a pretty good bargain for if he can produce sure. like he's been doing. And I think Tannehill realizes this is his, this is his swan song year um, with the yeah. Titans. Um, and that's, that's no secret to anybody. Uh, Levis's four touchdown performance in his first – excuse me – in his first career start is one of the NFL's uh, record of five, set by Gary Cuozo, C-U-O-Z-Z-O, for the Baltimore Colts in 1965. It's the first four-touchdown debut since Marcus Mariota. Speaking of Marcus Mariota, it's the first four-touchdown debut since Marcus Mariota did the same thing for the Titans in 2015. So the Titans have two out of the five that that set at least a four four touchdown debut as you know as, as their starting debut. Now let's just hope Levis lasts a little longer. And quote, <laughs> "This is what Levis said after the game. I'm just one of eleven. Levis said, um, "A lot of guys that did their jobs won us that game." Um, but Levis's teammate wouldn't let him get away with the humble routine. Quote. DeAndre Hopkins said he's a very talented quarterback. Now, this is coming from an all-pro, maybe maybe Hall of Fame uh, wide receiver. We don't know. But, you know, if if DeAndre – He is one of the top receivers in the okay, league. Okay, and by, that's by, what he said. He's a very talented quarterback, and he said plays the game like he's been here before. Um, and Derrick Henry was a little bit more direct. He was balling, huh? Is what <laughs> is what Derrick Henry said. So, congratulations to the Oilers. I mean, the Titans, um, as they came out victorious yesterday. Now they just have a quick turnaround, coach. Then they're going to Pittsburgh Thursday night, um, and we'll see how Will Levis does in another stadium. And I think this, uh, in, this in quick turnaround atmosphere. may help him. It may you know, help him. Well, that give he doesn't him time have, to think about yeah, it. Yeah, he know, just gets you, out there and plays. You just got to – because with a Thursday night turnaround, they're back on the field today. They're not getting a day off or anything uh, from playing Sunday to Sunday. They're back on the field today practicing, getting ready, and they'll be on the field today, tomorrow, Wednesday, and take Walk off the – Walk through Wednesday, yeah. Pa- mm-hmm. Take off to Pittsburgh on Wednesday. And uh, so he won't have any time to think about how great he was or how much everybody loved him from this past uh, weekend. Now, um, Derrick Henry had a pretty good game, 22 rushes for 101 yards, no touchdowns. Amazing how much better he gets when the defenses can't put nine in the box. There you go. (laughs) And uh, DeAndre Hopkins, known as D-Hop, had just four receptions, Coach, but – one of them was a, <laughs> but one of them was a sixty-one yard bomb uh, for a touchdown. But out of those four receptions, he had one hundred and twenty-eight yards and three touchdowns. And guess who? Guess who was lucky enough to have to play him in their fantasy league this weekend? Me. <laughs> T- 
dang, Diop scores 27 <laughs> points. I get beat by 12 points, and Diop scores 27, 27 of them. those. So, uh, but anyway. Tell you what, that second, I, I believe it was the second touchdown that he had was coming across the middle and stuff like that. That was one whale of a catch. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He coming across there, and, and, and you know, Levis found him. Saw him, but he threw it behind him. Yeah, and he, he made reached a, back and he got reached it back and, and grabbed it, going. and then didn't even break stride. And go. that was that was really a, a. And I think that's where uh, possibly Vrabel was saying he had some help. Yeah, you know. Uh, now, uh, can we salvage the season? I, you and I looked at the schedule, and uh, but without getting too far too deep down in the schedule, we're at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh has not been lights out. They they're about I think they're at five hundred this week. Yeah, so right now they're beatable. And then it's. After Pitts at Pittsburgh, it's to Tampa Bay. That's another beatable team. And I think we've got. Uh, does Jacksonville come up after that, or is it? I think it's at Jacksonville, which is that's, be, that'll be a t- that'll be a big test. They're playing ex- they're playing extremely well now. Unfortunately for the Atlanta Falcons, um, on the fourth play of the defensive set for Atlanta, uh, or defensive side of the ball. Defensive lineman Grady Jarrett out of Clemson, drafted in 2015, tore his ACL. He is done for the season. He is the anchor of that uh, defensive line, um, and he will be missed. Uh, There's just no way. He has started every game for the Atlanta Falcons since 2019, and he was, like I said, drafted out of Clemson. And some people might claim that that – that injury may have been one reason why Levis had as much time as he did. Um, yeah. Everybody deals with the injuries. Every team has to. Ha- every team has sure. them and, and stuff. Um, I will say the line did better. It wasn't stellar, okay. but they did better. I, but I also think Levis helped our offensive line by being decisive. Yeah, and well, getting he- rid of the ball fairly quickly. Um, the injury to Jarrett. Possibly, you know, well, affected gonna, part of that and, and, and stuff. So. We're about we're, we're approaching our break, folks. But let me just give you this one stat line: um, Will Levis was nineteen of 65 percent completion rate or percentage for two hundred thirty eight yards, four touchdowns, and zero. Let me repeat that: zero interceptions. Big, which big is stat right there. Which is huge for a, a rookie debut. Um, you know, and the oil, uh, the Titans won, so terrific. Okay, we're up against our first break. This is the Front Port Sports Radio Hour for Coach Mike. I'm Drake, and we'll be right back. This is Coach Traders Golf from Columbia Central High School Football. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. 
Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Hi, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. When you think of diamonds, what do you think of? Rare, precious, timeless, sparkles like the sun. They are timeless and nothing like them on earth. Then do you think, where do I buy local to buy the perfect ring? Maybe a diamond pendant or earrings or maybe a new diamond band. Look no further. Tillis Jewelry carries all your diamond and jewelry needs. Stop by and see our wonderful collection. And remember, if you don't know your diamonds, know your jeweler. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life couldn't be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back, but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled, but then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. This is Trip Stoltz with Columbia Ace Hardware. I love listening to 101.7 WKOM-FM, Columbia, Tennessee. Welcome back into the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake, joined in the studio by Coach Mike. And, uh, yes, it's kind of a manic Monday here. The uh, Tennessee Titans pull off a victory at home with the rookie quarterback, uh, Will Levis. And uh, did a. I think it was all – and we're not going to spend too much more time on the Titans because we've got to move on to some mm-hmm. other things. But – um, I think it was 
it was all hands on deck, Coach. And I think when you when you lose your starting quarterback and veteran quarterback like Tannehill, and the whole team is basically looking at two rookie quarterbacks. I know Malik Willis is in his second year, but uh, Levis being in his first year, I, I know you just shipped out your starting. Safety, who's right. a very and, popular and, captain, team and, captain. And, and so and, you've got 55 grown men that are looking at each other and they're saying, look, you know what? We can either make the best of this or we can tank it in. And we're going to, and, and those guys up there in there's Nashville. There's too much pride. That's right. And they mm. made the best of it and they looked to help out and do their jobs, whatever their jobs were, defensively, special teams, whatever it was. Um, and by the way, one of the top three players on the Titans team did a terrific job punting the ball yesterday, Mr. Stonehouse, and he is just an incredible – He's one of the best is, weapons they've got. He's the best punter in the NFL, and people need to appreciate him more. But I'm just telling you – I'll be honest I watched, with you, when, I he first came, when he first came on I, you know, and he took – uh, Kern's place. I thought, man. Well, I'm telling you, Kern's. What. You know, Kern's is a weapon. And then all of a sudden, you know, last year he came on, had such a great year, and he's still having a good year this year. I thought, well, okay. Well, you we know, were sitting. <laughs> we were sitting on the south end of the end zone, on the south, on the lower bowl, south end zone, and he was punting the ball from the 15 yard line. Okay, um, he punted that ball from where he was, where they snapped it to him on the 15. He punted it 70 yards in the air. And I think Atlanta got the ball on their own 15 or something like that. Yeah, flip the field. I mean, that's, I mean, that's, that is that, a huge weapon. That, that is a monstrous huge weapon. Absolutely. They need to pay him more money, and he needs to end his career from many, many years down the road uh, as a Titan. Now, um, AP Top 25, we're going to run down. First of all, congratulations to the Tennessee Vols. They survive in, in Knox, uh, excuse me. Actually started in pulling away in the last part of the game. In so. Lexington, uh, they won 33-27, to and they covered against the Kentucky Wildcats as Milton the Toaster um, went 18 for 21, which is a terrific uh, completion percentage, I'm uh, like 80% or something like that. Um did a lot with his legs, too. Yeah. I mean, that was, um, that was huge. Uh, for 228 yards and no interceptions, Jalen Wright had 120 yards on 11 attempts and a TD. Up next for the Vols is University of Connecticut, coached by Jim Mora, Jr. And that name might sound familiar because his father uh, coached all over the NFL, uh, places like the New Orleans Saints. I mean, he – you know he was a he's a legend as far as an NFL coach. Probably better known for his offhand comment about uh, playoffs. Playoffs. <laughs> playoffs. Playoffs. <laughs> yeah, that's that's Jim Moore. Okay. Uh, uh, by the way, UConn's one and seven, and Tennessee's a thirty-five point favorite, uh, and that kicks off this Saturday at eleven. Uh, another big game coming up this weekend. Uh, after having the weekend off or bye week this past Saturday. Number eight, Alabama, plays in T-Town, Tuscaloosa, as the visiting number 13, Bengal, LSU Bengal Tigers come to town. Bama is a three-point favorite, so they're just basically getting home field getting advantage home field from advantage Vegas. From they feel as though that game is evenly matched, and uh, there'll be plenty of um, libations going on, libations going on. Uh, because that game starts at 6.45 Saturday night. So everybody can get A lot of work. that will depend upon 
whether or not Alabama can stop LSU's offense because that, LSU is not about to stop uh, uh, Alabama's and, offense. And, 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 but let's be totally honest. LSU's defense is it's not <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, is just for a, not for a contending near, team. For a contending team, was the weakest thing I've ever I've seen in a long time. Near Even, what it should, yeah, should be. You know, I mean, you everybody know. used to laugh about t- the University of Tennessee's defense a year or two ago. You know, and. You know, all we could do is outscore people. Okay. That's where LSU is right now. <laughs> Let's talk about the just out Associated Press top 25. Oklahoma. Took it on tumbled the 10. And tumbled down to number 10 from number six and being undefeated. I'm and surprised Dylan, they're still there. My, <laughs> my that Heisman high. candidate, Dylan Gabriel, took it on the chin as the Sooners entered week number nine undefeated. But they dropped down four spots from from number six after losing to the uh, Kansas Jayhawks on a last second dunk. I mean, I mean touchdown. Excuse me. Um, in Lawrence, Kansas. Um, so elsewhere in the top ten, Oregon moved up to uh, up from number eight to number six. They're looking more impressive and they, as the year comes on. And they they beat uh, on the road over over Utah. You know, so Utah's ca- taking it on the chin last couple of weekends. Ahead of Oregon, the top five teams in the poll did not change. Georgia's still number one. Uh, Michigan's number two. Uh, Stein, sign-stealing Michigan, may I add. Uh, or Ohio State's number three. Florida State is number four. And Washington, who kind of – Washington kind of squeaked by this past weekend um, – you know, they didn't quite look as like the world beaters. They play Arizona or Arizona I State. I think it's Arizona, which is a little bit more. Uh, I mean, Arizona's a little bit more competitive than Arizona State. But so, uh, uh, Georgia, which beat Florida 43-20, to they took care of Florida on Saturday, uh, received 48 first-place votes. Michigan, which had, had a bye, received nine first-place votes. Ohio State, four State, each received three. Uh, the top ten round out like this. Number seven is Texas. Number eight is Alabama. Number nine is Penn State, uh, just ahead of Oklahoma, who fell six spots. Um, you know, outside the top ten, Ole Miss at 11, Notre Dame at 12. Notre Dame looked pretty – you know, Notre Dame looked like world beaters. Of course, Pittsburgh. Yeah. I'm just telling you. How did, how did Pittsburgh beat Louisville? I I don't understand. Louisville destroys Duke. Louisville destroys Notre Dame. Uh, and not to say Notre Dame and 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 Duke are the end of you know. But they're pretty good teams. They're, they're pretty good teams. And then they 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 play one of the worst teams in football, and that is the uh, University, University of, of Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. And, and get beat. Yeah. I, 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 you know what? They need to look in to see if Louisville threw that game. I'm telling you, they need to go back up. I'm just, I'm just telling you, Coach. I, 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 something, something was not a, quite some, ready to jump on the was, conspiracy well, theorists. Some, something was a <laughs> They're foot, puzzling. You're right. It's very puzzling. But, uh, Ole Miss is 11, Notre Dame 12, LSU 13, Missouri 14, Louisville 15. Then Oregon State 16 through 20 go. Oregon State, Air Force, Utah. The Tennessee Vols come in at 19, uh, UCLA at 20, and then uh, Tulane, Kansas, James Madison, Southern Cal, and Kansas State round out the top 25. I, you know, um, 
I can't figure out what's happened to Clemson. The only legitimate contender coming out of the ACC uh, is now Florida, Florida State. State. Now, over the weekend, congratulations to Spring Hill uh, graduate and Georgia Tech running back Dante Smith. Uh, Big Don- day. This is Dante's fifth year. I think he's working out a COVID year for Georgia Tech. And he's a running back out of Spring Hill, Tennessee, Spring Hill High School, right here in Murray County. Coach, he had a 178-yard day as a running back for Georgia Tech. As Georgia Tech gave North Carolina their second consecutive loss after North Carolina started out 6-0, and undefeated, ranked number 10 in the country. And then they another allowed, team that the question mark. What, what's happened? One of the worst teams in the country, the Virginia Wahoos or Cavaliers, came in to uh, beat beat North Carolina the week before last, two Saturdays ago. Now this Saturday, Georgia, uh, excuse me, North Carolina in Atlanta loses to Georgia Tech, and, and with a whopping score of forty six to forty two, and now. North Carolina is six and two after two consecutive losses. Georgia Tech moves to four and four, but Spring Hill High School running back Dante Smith ran for one seventy eight, and also in that one seventy eight is a seventy yard touchdown run. So congratulations, congratulations to Dante! Yeah. He has worked extremely hard. He stuck it out down there when he probably could have transferred somewhere else. And congratulations to him and the rambling wreck from Georgia Tech as they took care of business this weekend. Um, now, Clemson's <laughs> Clemson and Dabo Sweeney, you know, they're spiraling down into the abyss, abyss. <laughs> the abyss of of the ACC of college football, not just the ACC conference, but college football. And I want there at 500 now, okay? So you all listen to this about Clemson, which is kind of amazing. Clemson is at 500 ball, four and four. They they are two and four in the ACC. They have four out of the – all four of their losses come within the ACC conference. That's not even playing a big dog outside Mm -hmm. of – you know, going to OU or having OU say come yeah. in. All four of those are t- losses for Clemson are ACC losses. As they lost to NC State this past weekend, they were 10-point favorites, and they lost 24-17 to at NC State. And this is the first time with four losses since when do you think, Coach? In their first, in, with first, let me let me go back. This is the first time with four losses in their first eight games since when do you, just pick out a year? When since when? When do you think this is obviously two thousand twenty three? Twenty three. This is probably early two thousands, two thousand five, two thousand six. Well, it was two thousand ten. Okay. First time since two thousand ten with four losses in their first. Eight football games of the season, okay? So that was – it's been 13 years since they've done that. Well, congratulations, Dabo Sweeney. Uh, now, this is and, – And it wouldn't be so bad if he hadn't been – if he hadn't started crying so much about what's going on. And, I mean, and 
you know, you know, it's. I think every, I, every team goes through ebbs and flows. Uh, Sweeney could head off a lot of his own problems by number one, keeping his mouth shut. Number two, he's going to have to catch up with everybody else and just say, "Okay, I don't like it," but. I the gotta, NIL, the transfer, NIL and transfer portal are realities in my world anymore. So, <laughs> well, you know, he, he they, I may not mold, like it, but I got to learn to use it. He and Clemson, they mold uh, young men in the images of God, not in the not in the M- NIL mem- images. And and w- I don't know what that has to do with football. I, I'm, or not the gonna, NIL. I'm not going to go. I'm not even going to get into but that I'm part. Just, and, 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 I'm just, and I'm just repeating what he's saying. Yeah, Coach. I'm, I'm not. I'm not trying to get religious, political, whatever it is. I'm just repeating what he's saying. Now, this is the first time, and I'm going to let you guess again. That Clemson's lost back-to-back games. How long? How long has it been since Clemson? has lost back-to-back football games. I'm going to say at least 12, 13 years. Yeah, you're right. 2011 was the last time Clemson lost back-to-back football games. I mean, and I, I know this. I know probably our listeners going, oh, what's the big deal? What's the big deal? Well, it's Clemson. It, it, I mean, the Clemson, Clemson – Get this now. It's and, supposed and, to be a powerhouse. Well, mm. they will miss their third straight college football playoff this year. They will not make it, okay? This will be the third year straight that they have missed the college football playoffs after having made it for how many years? How many years before before then would you say Clemson I think they made had a five-year run. Six, Six years. years. You're close. Very you're good. Be, very, uh, very good, coach. You're, you're you close. wonder. You wonder just how you know Venable leaving Clemson and going to OU may have done more damage to him than uh, Sweeney wants to admit. Well, is that his defense isn't nearly what it was under Venable? Well, he won't make the playoff. Clemson and Dabo will not make the CFP this year, and this will be the third straight year and having. Having made it for six, the prior six yeah. six years consecutively, and so folks, that's that's why it's kind of a big deal to watch what happens at Clemson, the one of the powerhouses, and and people growing up, you know, people. Well, they were supposed to be the heir apparent to the Alabama dynasty, and uh, well, Dabo Sweeney was yeah. talked about yeah. maybe taking over for for and, Nick Saban, and I don't think that's going to happen. No. No, and, and you're not going to see the Alab, you know, Clemson being the, the next Kiffin heir apparent. Has, Lane Kiffin has more of a no chance. chance, you know, but not Jim Harbaugh because he cheats and, he's, <laughs> and, he, and he steals signals, okay? All right, we're up against our second uh, break. It's going to take a couple of minutes to make a little money, and we're going to come back and talk about uh, Nashville SC, uh, talk about some Monday night football, Magic 8-ball picks for tonight. And we're going to talk about the World Series, man. They Game number three is tonight, best of seven series. The series is tied up 1-1. This is the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I'm Drake for Coach Mike. We'll be right back. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. 
celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. We have advertised with WKRM and WKOM for the past several years and found it to be very successful. I highly recommend advertising with them if you have a local business like ours. We're located at 1608 Hatcher Lane here in Columbia. We're open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6 and Saturdays from 8 to 2. Stop by Holland's for all your prescription needs where we have fast, friendly, courteous service. We custom fit support hosts for you also. Thanks for supporting Holland's and WKRM and WKOM. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Baird's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I want to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. This is Delk Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. 
in this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charity, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. This is Coach Devin Simler from Columbia Central Baseball. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Welcome back into the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake in the studio with Coach Mike, and it is Manic Monday, October 30th, and we'd like to remind everybody we're not on the air tomorrow. But, hey, there's going to be a lot of trick-or-treaters out tomorrow if you live in neighborhoods um, with, with uh, that gets a lot of that activity. Just be a little bit more aware of your surroundings around you. Be careful. Don't be texting, and please – don't be Especially texting at on twilight. The, it's yeah. really hard to see. And don't look, folks. Just just be aware that there's other things like this going on around you as you drive around communities, neighborhoods, whatever the deal is. Kids, little kids are out to get candy. They're running around having a big time. They're not paying attention to you as much as you should be paying attention to them. So please do yourself a favor. Do the kids a favor. Pay attention to what goes on on Halloween. Uh, I know it's big time uh, for your children. People running around trying to get costumes together or whatever, or get their kids out, load them in the car, take them trick-or-treating. But just slow down a little bit and be aware of the surroundings around you and what might be running out in front of, the, uh, in front of your car or behind your car or whatever. Okay? That's our, that's our PSA coach right there. <laughs> um, uh, the Nashville SC folks are in the uh, playoffs again, and uh, they have reached the playoffs. Coast each of their coach each of their first four seasons. Yeah. Um, they are the number seven seed in the Eastern Conference, and they will be playing a best the best two out of three games. The winners of two out of three games against Orlando City SC which is the number two seed. Pretty tall order. But yeah, they, pretty tall, especially if, if I remember right, Orlando City was the team that beat them in the tournament finals okay. at the preseason. Well, there you have it. just it. so happens to have this guy named Messi. No, no, no. That's Inter-Miami. That's Inter-Miami. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's okay, so that's yeah. one of those Florida well, teams. Yeah. yeah, there you go. So, But it's going to be the best of two, and tonight is the first game in Orlando, okay? And then the next game will be in Nashville. They'll, they'll go back, and, back forth. and forth. And that'll be on November 7th, So, um, which would be, let's see, if tomorrow's the 31st, that would be a week, week. from Wednesday. Um, so good luck tonight to the Nashville SC and all their fans. I know um, there are a lot of Nashville soccer club yeah. fans Um around so good luck to them we like always want to see our local teams do well um tonight also uh the world series or fall classic between the texas rangers 
and the Arizona Diamondbacks, or D-backs, as people uh, call them. Uh, game number three is tonight. The series is tied one-to-one. After Saturday night, Arizona's pitcher, uh, Merrill Kelly is his name, and he pitched a gym, allowing one run on three hits in just seven innings and 89 pitches. And uh, he had nine strikeouts over those seven innings uh, for a 9-1 to victory. And that was in Arlington at the Texas Rangers Park Stadium field, whatever you want to call it. Um, and it was really, <laughs> for Merrill Kelly, it was, it was just a gem. Now, let me give you a little – Give me a little insight on Merrill Kelly. He played college baseball at Arizona State. So he's an Arizona guy, right, playing for Arizona. He was picked in the eighth round of the Major League Baseball draft. Eighth round. That's way down there, yeah. Coach. That's way down there. But he was uh, picked. But he was picked. And he was picked by Tampa Bay. And that was 13 years ago in 2010. Okay. And so, you know, I would say you're 21. Let's say you're 21. Yeah, that about say you're 21 years old when you get picked out of college, okay? And that was in 2010. So now he's what 34 years old. Well, he played he played for the Tampa Bay Farm League and didn't do very well. So he went to Korea and played. I didn't know you could go to Korea and play. Yeah, the Asian leagues, uh, the the Japanese league and the Korean league are getting a lot more okay. competitive. Uh, you're starting to see more and, and more those people folks love it. They eat oh, it yeah, up. They, man, they just, eat it up. It's, they're crazy. Uh, about now it. it's a different, it's a different culture out there. It's a different world as far as well, baseball yeah. culture. It's another part of the world, but, right? But, but, but it's a, well, it's a different baseball <laughs> world too. So, okay. but it, they are producing some pretty good ball players. And Am- Americans have been known that, uh, for whatever reason, don't quite pan out at, at, with a club or their con- or, or whatever the deal is. They've been known to go over into Japan, hone their skills a Korea, little bit more, and, then, and and go play for them and, 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 and get paid. And we're also starting to see more and more of the Asian players coming out of those leagues. Sure, like Shohei yeah. Otani. But anyway, so Merrill, Merrill uh, Kelly, the pitcher that pitched this gym for Arizona Saturday night, to tie up the World Series at one to one, pitch for Arizona State, eighth round pick out of Major League Baseball draft in 2010, uh, fizzled out with Tampa Bay after being drafted, played in Korea for three years, came back in the Major League Baseball, and threw his best stuff on Saturday night, lowered his postseason ERA down to a 2.25, and. Uh, you know, he made his major league debut as a starting pitcher at the age of 30. So that was basically, I don't know, three or four years ago. And uh, But tonight uh, is a new ball game, game three in Arizona. The Texas Rangers are a slight favorite on the betting sites at minus 115 with an eight and a half over-under total. I'd, I'd take the under. I mean, the lower the over-under. Go and under. Arizona has managed to flip the home field advantage for the series. Uh, now it's basically it's a best of five series, yeah. and three of those games are played in, there you in go. Arizona. So. Max Scherzer, the Hall of Fame pitcher, will be on the mound for the Texas Rangers. Coach, he's got a nine point four five. He's having a ERA tough, uh, tough postseason, postseason ERA nine point four five. 
That's high. That's Max yeah. Scherzer. I mean, you figure at some point. Especially against what he was ex- expected to do. At some point, the old man's got to reach down deep and, and pull something from his gut and just, just gut one out, you know, for the World Series. Surely he doesn't. He, he's told himself, I can't go out like this. I can't go out. You know, a bomb. I can't go out with an ERA over 10. I mean, you know, you'll be – it might cost him his yeah. Hall of Fame the competitive, status. The competitive differences, though, is razor thin at that level. And, you know, it may not be that he's pitching so badly as just that, you know, like you said, it's razor thin and he's just not yeah. been able to get over that – get that hump or get that, right. that backing. Well, he's going to be pitching against uh, the Arizona rookie, Brandon Fott. P-F-A-A-D-T, who has a ERA one-third of Max Scherzer's, a 2.70. Matter of fact, less than one-third, maybe closer to a quarter of what the ERA of his Max Scherzer, Mm -hmm. future Hall of Famer, has. So we'll see. It'll be a great game tonight. Also tonight is Monday Night Football as the 3-4 and Las Vegas Raiders visit 5-2 and Detroit. And uh, I'm, I'm, Detroit. On, I'm on St. Brown. It's a little banged up. <laughs> questionable where they run. 46 and a half over under total. Um, eight ball says to take the under in this Monday night football game and to take the Las Vegas Raiders plus the points tonight. That's what the eight ball says. You're up. On, you're on your own as to whether you want to bet on that information or not. But the eight ball has been right before, and the eight ball has been dreadfully wrong before. So that's totally up to you. Yeah, now, Detroit is another one of those. They start off so strong, and then, like I said about three weeks ago, what? unfortunately, they have a tendency to become Detroit again. And <laughs> but you know what? Last year, coach, they they kind of they, they kind of did it opposite. They started out. They started out kind of floundering a little bit and then they ended the season yep. strong and then they you don't kept, know what you're going to get with they them. Kept That's the that problem. Go, they kept that going but you know what dome teams that play away from home out of that dome don't Tend do struggle very, a little don't bit. do very well look at the atlanta falcons they get out of that mercedes-benz dome out of atlanta boom they take it on the chin so but i'll tell you where that doesn't work is a place like minnesota where they're kick the lowly Matt LaFleur and his bunch's butts up in Green Bay this weekend. I mean, yeah, Green and, Bay. And Minnesota's I, in a world of hurt because they lost Cousins. That's right. They, look so, like they might be an Achilles tear. Uh, or, that's That's been – Is that what yeah, it is? Yeah. Poor guy. Okay. All right. We are at the end of our Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. It, this has been Manic Monday. For Coach Mike, I'm Drake. Enjoy – Halloween tomorrow. Don't forget about watching out for all the kids. And also enjoy all the great sports on tonight, the rest of the week. And we'll talk to you on Thursday.